Have you ever thought my butt's too big, my chest isn't big enough, my nose is too large, my body, I just can't, I don't feel comfortable in it. And you're nervous and worried about when you get on the beach and someone sees you in that swimming suit. Well, we're gonna put to death body image anxiety today here on Fully Alive. Stevie, hit the intro. This is Justin Westmoreland, and you're listening to the Fully Alive Podcast, where we integrate physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual relational health so that we can become a fully alive community together. Hey, this is the Fully Alive Podcast. Justin Westmoreland back with you. This is episode five of our fledgling podcast. All the show notes will have all the links to the old ones, but if you're listening, if you're watching, we're glad you're with us. And, and what, we, what this kind of came through was how my personal story of having a physical transformation and spiritual transformation in my you know, numerous years being a pastor of a Christian church and also being a personal trainer have really brought together uh, a passion to have a community that is living fully alive, uh, integrating spiritual, physical, mental and emotional and relational health together to be whole people. Irenaeus in the second century uh, wrote that God's glory is seen in man fully alive. And so we want to bring all those things together to be as alive as possible in a community. And so we hope that this podcast will be the beginning of a conversation, the beginning of community, the beginning of health for you. Whether Whatever needs you're, you come in perceiving needs, we want to be able to meet those needs. So one thing we've got to talk about in our culture today is body image, beauty, body image. You know, we are bodily people. You know, the, the thing that you think about yourself most is right here, your body. You see yourself and you're thinking, this is who I am. You know, at, at our core, we, if you want to talk about who you are, your body is one of your most basic features and attributes. And so we are a body-obsessed culture. We, we have body image issues. And so today we're going to look at body image and beauty and all the interplay from a physical, spiritual, emotional, relational uh, viewpoint. And the, the cool thing about this episode is I'm bringing on two of my friends, Becca, a woman, and Hayden, a man, and we are going to dialogue about body image, best practices, beauty, and how do we struggle as men and women. And I'll be sharing a little bit of my story as well. So we're going to have a good time today. It's going to be fun. If you're a man or a woman, if you're a boy or a girl, probably from the age of four or five or even younger, you have been tempted to compare yourself to others or the images you see. You know, because we, we are bombarded with images, whether it be television, what's on our cell phones, our computer screens, just the, the, the media. You can go to the grocery store and see images all over the place of what beauty looks like. Uh, what's fascinating is every culture in the world has ideas of what beautiful is, and they're very culturally different. But, but it's interesting, isn't it, that every single culture has a paragon of beauty. They have these ideas. And we look at ourselves and we realize, hey, I don't meet that standard. And there's, there's an there's a interplay between our view of what we ought to be and what we are. So we're thinking, hey, I'm not skinny as my friends. I'm not as skinny as my friends. Maybe I'm taller than all the, if you're a woman and you feel like I'm taller than all the boys. And so there's anxiety there. You might have, you might, and that's going to affect you. You might slouch when you're with, with, you, when you're with other people because body and what you see and what you view yourself in relation to others matters. 
You might think I'm too chubby. There's a thing in our culture today about women having a thigh gap. I mean, what is that? Okay, you have to have a thigh gap now. This is what is important to us. Uh, she's skinny. I mean, people make decisions about what they're going to wear, of course, because they want to have the most flattering um, image, right? So black leggings. Why do we wear black leggings? Because they make us look slimmer. They, they keep things in. Spanks, okay? You can, you can actually suck in uh, extra, extra chub because that matters. There's a, we have to portray an image here. Instagram. If you're on Instagram, you got filters. Hey, what's that filter? That filter makes you look good. Filters. Yeah, I got, oh, I can't use that filter. I got to use this filter. I got to use my good side. We are image obsessed. Bigger butts, larger chest, tinier waist, 36, 24, 36, only if she's 5'3", as Sir Mix-a-Lot says. Uh, we have these ideas of image, and, and it really matters. You can feel uncomfortable in your skin when you don't feel like you measure up. So I don't have to convince you that body image is a big deal, and it really does matter. Now, the question is here is, who are you at your essence? Who are you? Well, Paul Tripp, if, and we'll link to this article on the show notes, but Paul Tripp has a very helpful one-page summary of four things everyone needs to know. First, you got to know that you are created. Okay, now this is huge. If you're not some cosmic accident, but you are put together by a master potter who has fashioned you in just the right manner for just his purposes, and he determines what you are, is that you are created and not an accident. You're not just a random thing that, ha that came to exist here. You are a creation. And so therefore, that's the second point, is you're created to be a revelation receiver. You don't determine your own destiny. You don't, the, the culture doesn't determine your own destiny, but revelation from your creator actually defines your purpose and identity. That is a huge concept that no one should ever forget. And if you're hearing this for the first time, I hope this is going to be liberating to you. That you're created, you're not the master, but there is a master who has made you for his purposes. And then third, you're created to be an interpreter. Now, meaning our problem is not just information. I mean, I can give you all the information, I can tell you you're beautiful, but if your interpretation or your interpreter is broken, then that, that, that's going to fall on deaf ears. What you need is right interpretation. And that's going to come through understanding these four things. you got to be interpreting from a, a, a place of truth uh, and, and assimilating the information through truth. Now, fourth is you're created to be a worshiper. Okay, so, so what you have, what, all the gifts you have, all the physical attributes and beauty that you have is not a tool for you to lift yourself up in this world, a tool for your own pride and arrogance and my own arrogance, but it is for worship. We're made to worship. Our bodies are not, as Anthony Bourdain called them, an amusement park to be enjoyed. No, but our bodies are a temple of worship. They're created by God. We are to receive revelation. We're to interpret that revelation, and it's to drive us to worship. So there's four things, and we'll link to that on the show notes uh, below, but that's, that's a good starting point for us. We're made in the image of God. Well, we're not animals. Uh, we know we, uh, scientists link us in the animal kingdom, but if you go up to in the zoo to an elephant or a giraffe or a monkey and say, hey, you're in the image of God. You're to, to have dominion over this world. The monkey or the elephant or the giraffe would ignore you. They, they would not be able to receive that revelation. You and I have this unique ability to receive revelation 
and either turn that into rebellion or worship as we interpret it. And we, we, we have the, we're the only creatures in our, in our universe that actually seek to be like God, to image God, to have authority and control and power and, and manipulate our world to create and to value beauty. You know, so, so a, whereas a monkey or an elephant might just want to have some more food so they can be the more stronger version of themselves. We have all these uh, interpretations of our world. Do I measure up? Am I my best self? Am I better than her or him? We are unique in this world. Only we really feel those kind of complex emotions and passions and desire for beauty. We desire. So, so that's the first thing we got to understand is we are different. We're created. We are revelation receivers. We interpret our revelation that we receive, and it's intended to drive us to worship and not pride. All right. So here's the thing. Most of the things we're getting about body image and beauty are not helpful. Okay. We get two lies that are told to us. One, your body doesn't matter. You know, beauty's inward. Okay. So just think about the inside. So, so essentially, you're not a body. Okay. So that's, that's actually dehumanizing. We are body. We have bodies. The bodies are good. The Bible says that God made bodies and they're good. And we're supposed to relate to each other. The moment there's a woman created for Adam, you know what he launches into? He launches into poetry. He sings poetry to her. He appreciates her beauty. You see, there's a whole book in the Bible called the Song of Solomon. You know what it is? It's poems between a, a husband and a wife delighting in one another's beauty. We're created to appreciate the beauty that God made. And everybody's beautiful. Everyone's uniquely made by the potter's hands. The master potter. Pottery's awesome. I have no idea how to do that kind of stuff. But God really does make us as beautiful vessels with bodies intended for worship. They're not amusement park rides to be you know, abused or enjoyed or beaten up. But they're bodies. Bodies are important. So you are a body, so you got to work on your body. So, so the, the lies that body doesn't matter is number one. Okay. Now, the other thing is that body is all there is. There's no spirit. There's no, it's, it's as if God never breathed life into us and created us as a body-spirit combo here. But body is only, the only thing that matters. So, so that's going to lead to all kinds of dysfunction, basically. If body is all that matters, we're going to starve ourselves. If body only matters, then, then we're going to binge and purge. If body only matters, we are our six-pack. We are what we look like. We are those things. But no, we, we are more than that. Let me give you an example. There's a woman named Mary Sherlock who was a school guidance counselor at Sandy Hook Elementary. When the gunman came and entered into that um, office to go and kill kids, what did Mary Sherlock do? She threw herself, her own body, in front of the gunman and saved children. Now I ask you, is Mary Sherlock a beautiful woman? And you would say what? Absolutely, you'd say she's a beautiful woman. Look, you know nothing about what she looks like. You know that you know her character. So character, of course, matters. What's inside matters. We're not just bodies, but we're not only bodies. And our bodies certainly matter because God made them, and we're spirit-body connection. See, this is the key about being fully alive. You can't just work on your body. You need to worship as well. You can't just worship. Your worship needs to lead you to work on your body as well. Because you are a creature in the image of God to reflect Him. This is, our, this is the beauty of the fully alive concept. And so I'm really passionate about this. We're going to actually 
probably extend this conversation over multiple episodes. But before we do that, I want to uh, you know, lead into the next segment, which I'll bring on my two friends, Becca and Hayden. Well, okay, welcome back to Folio Live podcast here. So my, on my right, your left, is Hayden, my good friend Hayden. Welcome, Hayden. Hello. You are the first guest announced in the history of the podcast. Really? Sorry, Becca. My, okay. That brings me <laughs> my, other, my other friend Becca here. Becca is the first female ever on the podcast. All right. In front of the camera. That's a historic day it's for us. Day. Progress, First, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, we got two, our first two guests simultaneously that you're witnessing on the Foil Live podcast. So, we'll stop wasting your time and just dive right into it. We're talking about body image today, right? You guys know what we're talking about body image. So when you're thinking about body image, we already talked about, and you've heard this, that there are lies that we believe, right? So we got to work on our body image. So what are we going to do here? We're talking about lies that, that lies that culture tells us. Secondly, we got to know what our bodies are for. Our bodies are not just amusement parks, but they're temples for worship. You know, this is how we relate to one another and to God to use the gifts we have for his glory, right? That's the second thing we saw. And then third, we got to work on our body unashamedly. Okay, because they're gifts from God, uh, we're not going to be, um, you know, somebody else. We've got a unique body given by, given by God to us, and we want to work on our bodies and unashamedly do that. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, God gives each of us 168 hours every week, right? And so you guys, I know you guys both find time to work on your body. So how do you all do that? How do you fit it in with the rest of life, you know, as a, as a woman and a man? That's what we want to get your, your perspectives of men and women how do, how do y'all, uh, what, what kind of tips have you found for trying to work on your body and your, and your, and your self-image of your body, too? Let's talk about that. So we'll start with ladies first here. Becca, what are some tips that you give the, uh, the podcast <clears throat> listeners here about working on the body? Um, well, I, I do try to work out and exercise regularly, whether I'm at the gym, I've got a great workout buddy, Molly, who's great and keeps me accountable to keep going. Perfect. And we run together when the weather's nice. Um... And I think as far as just like finding time, I just know that when I'm not doing it, I don't feel good. Yeah. And so that motivates me to find time, whether it's 45 minutes in between one thing and the next. Yeah. To just go and get it in because uh, it's going to help me mm-hmm. <clears throat> feel better throughout the week and throughout the day. Mm-hmm. And then as far as like body image, definitely reading the word every morning. I feel like getting up and even if it's not like, you know, for a long period of time, like getting up and reading a psalm right. or reading a chapter in the gospel and coming back to the scripture is telling me who I am. And so I'm going to start my day this way as opposed to scrolling through Instagram and yeah. letting the world tell me who I am. Yeah. The first thing, the first thing I do when I get right. out of bed. Um, so, That's and then great. also just spending time in community with people who are also doing those things and are reminding each other to look to the word for who we are and, um, cultivating a community where we build each other up and see each other as people um, with inner and outer beauty and so yeah those are the kind of things that encourage me throughout the week. Can I respond to that? Yeah. Two things you said that I really appreciate. A lot of that you said was yeah. great but I love that you said if it, even if it's just 45 minutes. Yeah. This is a huge problem as a trainer I get you know a lot of times people want to or they feel like they need an extreme amount of time right. to, to work on their body. I would say if you just have 15 minutes, oh, yeah. take 15 minutes and just dive into some kind of exercise mm-hmm. every day, that will do you better than, oh, I don't have time, right. you know, and I'm not going to do anything. And I think we, we really have an, uh, an expectation due to things like Instagram. Yeah. 
that I need to be a certain way and well I give up on it because I don't see those results instantly right you know so I, I, we expect instant progress and when we get discouraged right. and we give up so there's right. just a couple things that I know ladies struggle with and I struggle with is the, the giving up and feeling like I don't have enough time to make any ground on this and so right. just feeling defeated and walking around ashamed and defeated all the time that's my that's one of my main things is like there's a there's a uh, song by the Avat brothers who if you do, do you know the Avat brothers yeah. okay there's one on their old first albums called uh, Talk on Indolence and and it's like this uh, lyric where it says I'm so nervous about what they'll think of me when they see me in my swimming trunks <laughs> and I feel like that's that's a huge thing it's like we just feel like oh I don't measure up to this other person out the there yeah and I got I gotta look a certain way yeah. and you really don't I mean like these, yeah. these Instagrams so so when you're looking at the Instagram you know like take three looks at Psalms you know right. like, so after every Instagram look take three uh, that so as, as <laughs> yeah. you, you you reminded me of that how I do the same thing where I'm like just scrolling mindlessly like yes. a zombie through these photos and images and everybody's best self they put forward right. on the on the on social media. So definitely uh, avoid no, don't don't avoid it because you want to know right. what's going on out there. But but three looks at the scriptures versus one on the on the social. Right. All right. I like it. So that's helpful. Yeah. Very good. So um, okay. So Hayden, talk to us about how do you work on the bot? You know how do you work on the bot and the image? Um, yeah, so similar to what, uh, what Becca was saying, like, for me, it's just a matter of uh, prioritizing it, like, knowing that it's, it's not, uh, like, an activity that's like, oh, if I, if I have time, I will go to the gym. Like, no, it's something that I have to, like, schedule, and it's part of my just weekly routine, similar to how I go to work, and, and then I have, you know, projects to work on, Beautiful. and at the same time, one of those things that I do every week is work on my body, is, is work out. Um, and then also akin to what, what Becca was saying, for me it's also working, you know, working a stressful job and uh, you know, living like a you know, high stress kind of lifestyle. I, I know the mental and emotional health benefits of, of consistently exercising mm -hmm. um, are really, really, really good. And I can always tell whenever I've slacked off yeah. um, at the gym because I just feel like more tense and more stressed mm. kind of overall. Um, so in that in that respect, it's really really good too. Mm. Um, and then for me, uh, just as far as like my uh, my view of myself uh, and my my own body image, um, for me it's it's the it's my routine. Um, so if I can include like what Becca was saying, like you know just trying to get into the word every day. Um, I like to start my day. I'm a musician, so I like to start my day with like. Um, while I'm getting ready, I'll like play worship music or something like on my speaker just to uh -huh. kind of like um, get centered and like just kind of every morning answer that question like who am I? Yeah. Um, and if I can every morning before I kind of go out just kind of answer that question, wow. um, then yeah, that's a profound philosophical <laughs> question. And you get up in the morning, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. You got to be an interpreter though before yeah. breakfast. Yeah. You know. That's great. Answer that that's question. awesome. Yeah. Well, and if you're not sure. Mm -hmm you're just going to be bombarded with people and Trying the world you. and social media and culture telling you who you are. Mm -hmm. Somebody's going to be filling that sponge. Someone's telling yeah. you. Yeah. 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 When we're talking about, um, you know, sex with our kids, this is just a random kind of derail here, but, mm -hmm. but every parent needs to educate their kids on God's design for sex, right? Yeah. And so, uh, because if they're, <laughs> that, they're like a sponge, I mean, kids are learning everything and, and someone's going to fill the sponge as the parent, you want to be able to fill the sponge. Right. You know, so that there's trust there, there's confidence. Mom and dad know what they're talking about. 
So in age-appropriate ways, directing them and guiding them. And so mm -hmm. if you're not being directed and guided by, you know, uh, something beyond yourself and your own self-talk or or your uh, your you know community out there, you know, the world, uh, then that sponge is going to be filled by maybe perhaps negative things about who you are. Uh, and so that's a huge point. I like that you said that. Um, I like how you also mentioned, and you can feel free to dig in here too and respond, Becky, but uh, scheduling, you know, how, how you, you have to put it on the calendar like, uh, you know, uh, any other thing you would schedule, like your work, you know, you got to be, it's got to be on the calendar. Um, another thing, a tip that I've used too is I, I pencil in a, a, a meeting with Paul, you know, or John. Or Moses, you know, mm -hmm. it's like like put the Bible on there too, you know, put put some put some scripture reading on there, you know, put because that's I mean if it's not on this calendar, it's quick to be, you know, Dismissed. knocked out, you know. So for other more urgent things, right? So scheduling, um, I like how you said that you got a stressful job, you got a lot going on your plate there, so it relieves stress for you, and that makes you feel better, not just that your muscles are getting pumped up and and you and you got those endorphins and feeling great. <laughs> But when you don't you do it, then you start to feel stressed. You start to feel bad. And then what happens when you feel bad? You go to bad places, the bad habits, the things to make you feel better. It's like you wheel on into the to Chicken Express and you gotta like, gorge yourself or get a blizzard or something. Or like, no, those things are terrible, but, but you just got, you go to the, the, those, uh, those instant gratification things to make you feel better and then you might feel worse you know, afterwards. It's bad habits, right? So, uh, so to make you feel better. So, so you medicate and then you feel worse. Yeah. Yeah. So. I think with that though, it's like just what you said, it's not inherently bad, but mm -hmm. to be able to say, why am I doing this? Mm -hmm. Am I, am I eating this? Because someone said something, you know, hurtful to me today mm -hmm. or my clothes don't fit today or yeah. I haven't worked out in a week. And so I'm giving up like yeah. to be able to be a little more intuitive and say, think about like, why am I really doing this and then be honest and ask for help that's huge yeah, <laughs> yeah. So thinking about why why you do things yeah. and, then, and then you get a, a little more self-awareness yeah and and realize oh i'm not behaving like an uh image bearer or a worshiper here mm -hmm. I'm, I'm behaving like an obsessed child like about my own self and mm -hmm. i'm letting people bully me you right. know like that's I, that is not what we're made to be right? right so in fact we can ask god for help in these things I, I see a lot of the stuff coming out about body image. I've tried to try to really take in a lot uh, on this week, and a lot of times it's like, hey, you look at yourself, and you look in the mirror, and you find something beautiful about yourself, mm -hmm. okay? Which is a great practice. We should appreciate the beauty within us, but but it's all internal. It's like looking looking at me and looking at who I am. I don't think that our our best bet is to look inside of us or look to us because we don't always feel that. That's yeah. unreliable. Right. We don't have, we don't always have eyes to see our beauty, and so we've got to go to somewhere else, you know. And that we got to go outside. We got to go to God. We, we the, the the great thing that's missing here is that we actually we're talking about body image. We act like God doesn't exist, mm -hmm. and and we have a relationship with the Heavenly Father. And if we need something, we can go to Him. We can pray. So prayer is always going to be our best bet when we have no answers, which is actually every moment of every day. We really don't have any independence and any ability or control of our lives uh, because God is um, actually in control of our lives in an intimate way and he's with us we can appeal to him because he's, he's there right you know and that's that's something that we've got to bring home in this podcast especially because I don't feel like other podcasts out there are talking about this mm -hmm. okay mm -hmm. so so we got we got a, a, an urgent need here to hear this so um, so uh, Hayden as a man, <clears throat> let's, let's uh, segue here. 
how do you help uh, you know to work on body image or help people in your community work on body image like other women let's talk about that so so I feel like yeah, this is typically viewed as a woman problem you know not necessarily just a woman problem men care about what their bodies look like compare ourselves to um, we're, we're very much aware of it but how do you help ladies who might be body image you know obsessed or have negative body image what do you do for that um, but I think yeah, it's very cultural kind mm -hmm. of what you alluded to um, where with men and women but especially men viewing women it's very like uh, very objective very objectified mm -hmm. um, I think we, as men, have to realize that that's what culture teaches us how to view women, mm. and that's not God's. Um, that's not how God views women, which is what, so. A yeah. Christian man should not. Um, right. <clears throat> so I think um, just being aware of like um, the 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 language, like how you're how you're interacting with women, how you're interacting with your female friends or your significant others, like, um, and just realizing like you know. You can you can tell them that they're beautiful, um, but that's not that's not it. Don't stop there. Mm -hmm. You know, um, love who they are, love who they are, and in Christ who they who Christ has made them right. um, beyond just a body image because that's how um, right. that's how God sees them mm -hmm. too. Yeah, um, more than the body, more than just the yeah. body. Right. You made a like you said a really interesting thing there where it's not just about not saying <clears throat> bad things or negative things or like derogatory comments about physical beauty towards women, but also not just saying good things. Right. And um, Wes and I were talking about this a few months ago and like even when you like see people you haven't seen in a long time, mm -hmm. to, the first thing to come out of your mouth might be, wow, you look great or mm -hmm. wow, you lost weight. Like yeah. to kind of try and pray for the wisdom to skip over that yeah. and like acknowledge them as a person. Like it's really great to see you. Like, yeah you look really happy or like all the all these other things that we could yeah. be commenting on mm -hmm. about the person yeah. mm -hmm. as opposed to letting people know like wow the first thing and most important thing about you is your yes. physical is your appearance, appearance. Yeah. um a practice that, and i you know you see stuff like this on um instagram and uh social media and stuff like that but i actually right. think it's a really good uh, thing to think about but what's the first thing you want to compliment mm -hmm. in right. someone and I would say probably like eight times out of ten, what what we are most inclined to compliment is what Becca said is something physical. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I like that shirt, or wow, you're looking really good, or you must be working out, or did you lose weight, or something yeah. like that. Um, but if you think about when, as someone who receives compliments, what are the most effective compliments you've received? Probably not ones that compliment your physical yeah. appearance, right. but ones that compliment your uh, character. Your character. Right. Like you know, I could say, Becca, why your <laughs> hair looks great today, or I could say. Becca, you seem really happy today. I love mm. to see you happy. Yeah. Um, and that seems so much more sincere coming from mm. a friend right. um, than just you're having a good hair day. Yeah. That's amazing. That's really good stuff, guys. Mm. Can I tell you one more thing here? Um, there's an old movie I used to watch in the, uh, when I was a young guy called Weird Science. You ever heard of this? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazingly uh, accurate to our current situation. So there's these two boys who don't know how to talk to girls and want to create a girl. And, and they, what they do is they, they create a girl for themselves because they, they're, they're nerds and they want a, a girl you know, to elevate their social status. So they create a woman. And what they do is they take a Barbie and they, they, have, uh, they have all these images of the hot girl, right? You know, the hot, the, the, the swimsuit model, you know, the 10, you know. And, and, they, and they, 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 they file them into their uh, 80s computer or whatever it is. And there's lightning or something that hits it, and then it, you know, 
it morphs into this supermodel woman, you know. It's like, so we, we, what we've done here is we've let Barbie and we've let the, the, the weird science, you know, eighth graders sort of determine our standard of beauty. Mm -hmm. You know, they didn't, they didn't download in there the works of Socrates or, or wisdom <laughs> or, you know, like, uh, you know, understanding about the world is just an image. It's yeah. just images thrown together, Barbie dolls, and it's ridiculous. Like, that's, yeah. that's absolutely ridiculous. So uh, to your point about giving substantive compliments that don't just stick with images. I mean, you know, Instagram, it's like, oh, hot, you know, like H-A-W-T, you know, that's, mm. that's another level of hot, you know, whenever you, whenever you see your, your girlfriend's picture on the Instagram, you got to comment <laughs> on that and like it. And then don't, you, don't we always uh, talk about the, the amount of likes we get you know, yeah. on our stuff. And then like, if you're not anxious about things, then you're not living. You know, it's like, it's like everybody's anxious all the time. I mean, <clears throat> somebody doesn't text you back in five minutes, you're like, man, he hates me. She hates me. It's like, like that's our world we live in. You red. You know, <laughs> you just, it's just terrible. You know, like yeah. so. So that's we got a lot to be anxious about. So just to our final thing, you know, uh, Becca, you're a huge fan of The Bachelor. Am I correct? I am. Yeah. Okay. And Hayden, Hayden despises the show. And so, hey, no, it's a judgment-free podcast, right? You can enjoy, you can enjoy the podcast, or you can enjoy. I'm sorry, you can enjoy The Bachelor. I mean, everyone enjoys the show, even if they say they don't, right? Because it's been on 23 years, right? 23 seasons. Yeah. And, and, and so it's wildly popular. People are paying to advertise on it still. Big bucks. And so it's, a, it's an institution in our culture. Well, so <clears throat> this brings us to our final point here is that well, once we've determined who we are and, and what our bodies are for and, and started to work on our bodies, we've got to actually speak to ourselves and live in the security that the gospel offers us. So, so, so Becca, explain to me, act as if I've never seen The Bachelor, and tell me how The Bachelor typically ends. It's been a while since I've seen it. <clears throat> okay. But, but give, me the, give me the rundown, just so, real quick. So, The Bachelor, mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's one guy, and uh -huh. he's typically, like, hot, very attractive. Yeah, yeah. I hate that word. I'm yeah, not I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like very attractive and buff and tall and he does something like he's like an ex-NFL player. He's a big deal. He's just yeah. like, yeah, he's a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then you start off week one with 30 women mm -hmm. in this mansion in somewhere like California. <clears throat> and every week he gets to know these women and there's a rose ceremony. Yeah. And he hands out roses to the girls that he wants to stick around. Mm -hmm. So every week women go home and every week women get roses and mm -hmm. they stay and they have a chance to get to know The Bachelor. Mm -hmm. And then at the end, supposedly, there's, a, there's supposed to be like a proposal, right. and then they get married. And that, that happens sometimes, but it doesn't happen all the time. Yeah, so. sure. Did you know there's a, there's a show when I was growing up called uh, Joe Millionaire, which they parodied this, and they, they presented this guy as a millionaire, and all these ladies got to do a Bachelor-type show. Yeah. And at the end, there was a swerve on the winner. It's like, hey, we know we told you this guy's a millionaire, but he's really poor <laughs> and so it's like what well, are you marrying for, for love or for money you know so uh, but but so but yeah there, somebody wins the show by 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 competing against the other women right. as far as beauty and desirability to trick this guy into picking them basically you know yeah, yeah okay so that's essentially what it is and so at the end of the show you know you've got 30 nervous women yeah. And, and I've seen, I, I actually watched a clip of it just to prepare for this podcast yes. uh, and, and the, the enjoyment of, of being a, you know, fly on the wall here, seeing their, their reactions. 
but they just hone in on these women and then when somebody else gets a rose you see the annoyance on their faces oh that girl shouldn't get a rose yeah you know what I mean and you, and then you see the nervousness of will I get a rose it's on their faces the emotions is coming through and I feel like that's a that the only way we're gonna be able to as Hayden said give people substantive compliments and, and as you said feel comfortable in your skin mm -hmm. you know as uh, if we feel secure right you know if we have some security and so what what the what the gospel says is that you know you've got Jesus who could pick anybody and what he's done is he's picked you mm -hmm. he's chosen you and he loves you and he's not going anywhere he's committed to you uh, it, this is not some ongoing competition where you have to prove yourself right. but he's actually taken you and giving you the rose in the ceremony and, and, it, and that's that's abiding it can't be lost so when that's the case when you receive your rose you see the women on the show who get the rose and they can now finally breathe a sigh of relief and, and then they can celebrate with the other people who get the roses, the other women and what else can they do? They can grieve with those who lose. You know, they can, they can feel, they can actually wrap, wrap them in their arms and cry with them and say, I'm sorry, this sucks. You know, and, and you, can, you, can, you can have empathy and, and real joy in other people's successes and experience their losses with them too. Right. Versus being <clears throat> totally self-absorbed. Yeah. Feeling like you're on the spot all yeah. the time, you know, like being judged. So right. I think that's a, that's a tremendous example of what the Bible shows us, right? Yeah. Is that we all are insecure. We've been, we, we, you know, we were made to live in harmony with God, but then that's broken because of the sin of Adam. And, we, and then now we try to make a way apart from him and it leads to insecurity, anxiety, fear and shame you know that's the main thing we, we want to shame we want to hide who we are and and not be seen and we're worried about getting out on the beach and what people are going to think about us and are we are we this that well no no that's not that's not the ultimate dis determiner of who we are in the gospel mm -hmm. it's what god says about <clears throat> christ it's beautiful that there's nothing like that in any religion right yeah. so so that, that that's the only thing that you can actually have hope and real security in as i believe embracing the gospel as it's defined in the Bible. And so we're also going to have a little uh, link to uh, an article called What is the Gospel? And I'd love to hear, love for you to, if you're new to this, interact with it, read through it, and then comment on the, on the uh, show uh, description underneath it, whatever you call that, the comments. And also email us at fullyalivepodcast at gmail if you have more, more questions on body image or anything like that or gospel. Let's talk about it. And uh, I really appreciate you guys being here today, right? So, um, Hayden, Becca, thanks for you guys. Yeah. yeah so, thank, it's, uh, how do you end something like this? What an epic episode! Uh, thank for you, Stevie. Thanks for all you do behind the camera. She's doing a great job. Um, so, so Becca, thanks for enlightening us on how the Bachelor works, and then we spun it towards the the gospel illustration. Yeah. Um, so, Hayden, you you hate this show, and, and you and you and you don't watch it. Nope. Um, unless I make him. Unless you, may, you can make him. That's a good friend right there. You know, you're educating him. So, uh, well, Hayden, what did you learn about The Bachelor? Jesus gives you the last rose. Oh, 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 Jesus gave me the last rose. Well, on that note, that's a very appropriate way to end this thing. This has been an epic podcast. You're the two, <laughs> hey, you're the two best guests in the history of the podcast. Wow. So I just want you to know that. Yeah, every so, guest from here on out. Yeah, I know. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm pandering to you. So, <laughs> um, but you, you guys, uh, you guys have set a high standard for what a guest should be on the Fully Live podcast. So thank you for that. Really good job, and we hope to have you back again in the future. We're going to talk more about the body image stuff as we go forward. 
Uh, it's a great, great topic. So if you've got comments, if you've got questions, things you want to address on this topic, please comment below. You can also like us and share us and subscribe, please. That helps us and that'll help you because you'll know exactly when we release our content. And so Becca here, you're actually working on the um, Instagram. Instagram. So yes. the Insta yeah. So let's talk about that. Instagram, what do we do on Instagram? You post clips and stuff, um, right? Yes, we post clips and pictures and updates yeah. from the podcast. Yeah. So this is our fifth episode. Yeah. It'll be up there. We're just we're getting better every week, yeah. right? So we're getting better. So we're hoping to have more social media content to engage throughout the week. And yeah. so you can also comment there and yes. interact with us there. And email us at fully alive podcast at gmail.com. Hey, thanks for listening. Hey, let's say our tagline before we get out of here, guys. Okay. All right, on three, right? One, <laughs> two, three. We are, we are made, made to, to live, live fully alive, alive built, built to worship, worship the living one. one. Peace.